0: hi i'm tim
1: and i'm vanessa
0: and this is script to script number 25
1: yes we had to look it up we couldn't believe we had actually done this many
0: yeah we have to get descriptions so waltall can post the rest of them by now
1: yeah we are backed up i think we've only posted maybe after like 14 or 15 something like that So yeah we're a number behind um well off the bat i would like to congratulate waltall he is newly engaged to his lady um and since he put it on Twitter, I don't feel bad saying anything. Plus, no. by the time this is posted, they'll probably be actually be married.
0: Knowing them. Yeah,
1: probably. Although he hasn't set a date, and he's mad if you ask. So yeah. everyone, make sure to ask him. Ask him a lot. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then, then don't forget to follow up with, like, so when you're having kids, yep. you know, what are you planning on doing career-wise? When are you retiring? You know, just just really lay into him about the future.
1: Yeah, it, it really makes him happy and comfortable.
0: He likes it a lot.
1: So, should we tell everyone what we're doing?
0: I guess. I don't want to just talk about it and let them figure it out. It doesn't...
1: Yes. Today... Oh, well, today is National Puppy Day. Hooray! Hooray. Uh, so that makes it March 23rd, 2018. And we are doing True Grit by...
0: Charles Portis.
1: Yes. That is quite a name.
0: That's how I'm saying it. I don't care how... I've actually, said. someone will be like, Um, actually, it's East Germanic, so it's Portois, because they were dominated by the French. I don't care. I don't care
1: and you actually but I should have looked up, I should have looked up what else he's written but oh well I don't care that much
0: not for the discussion no not for what we're doing
1: so we did both movies we did the what is that like 74 or something I think it was 69 or, oh 60 oh I'm looking at the date for the movie we're doing next right never mind that's um, okay and then the 2010 version as well um and and I will say um all three version so the book and both movies the plot is fairly identical a little tweak here and there but the biggest difference between the book and the movies is tone pretty a- much and, and even between both movies is the tone
0: right so I think for the sake of our discussion we're not going to really bother doing a stare and compare of okay here's where it kind of differs from the book because there's honestly other than perhaps some detail there's not huge differences between the two
1: yeah. Um, or between I mean, I mean, the I mean, three, do, even. Do we want to do just a quick summary of the plot? And, and then we'll go more into some of the differences.
0: I'd say let's just go through it, and then we can talk about tone in each. Okay. okay. That's probably the easiest way. Like, similar to, like, the stare and compare we do.
1: Yeah, and, and actually, this is a little different from our standard ones, too, because we each finished the book a couple weeks ago, and we finished the movies over a week ago. And normally, we finish the movies, like the day of or maybe the day before.
0: Right. So we've had time to sit and forget about things. Yeah. Which is great.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh all three I think open up with
0: A discussion on Maddie's father being uh well, a kind of a nice guy. A businessman, but a nice mm-hmm. guy deep at a deep at his core and how he dies.
1: Yes, he's uh, murdered by
0: In cold blood.
1: By his uh I guess you would almost call him like his ranch hand or something.
0: Basically, is hired help. Yeah. Yeah. That
1: they, they go to get some ponies and the guy gets drunk and shoots them.
0: Well, you know the saying, if you're going to ride, don't ride the white horse. And someone didn't listen.
1: Pilgrim.
0: Pilgrim.
1: <laughs> What's the chat saying?
0: Doing our homework and acting like professionals. Yeah, you know, sometimes we try. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes.
1: I try to read the chat myself, but my laptop's off to the side, and every time I try to read it, I turn away from the microphone, and Tim yells.
0: I do. I'm screaming at her when you can't hear.
1: And that makes me sad.
0: Makes you very sad. Makes you sad like a puppy. Yeah, wolf, National wolf, wolf.
1: Puppy Day. Bringing it back around. So yeah, so Maddie ends up because I don't think it's supposed to be like super far from where she's actually from because her dad had traveled out of town to get these ponies. But it's, I mean, especially this is in the 1800s. It's the kind of thing where is even like a hundred miles is not something like, Oh, it'll just take me, you know, a couple hours driving. Right.
0: because she goes by train.
1: Yeah. But and then also she has two younger siblings and her mom and rightfully so her mom's pretty distraught and plus she has to look after the kids. So Maddie's fourteen and a pretty no nonsense gal. She she needs to get shit done, and she's gonna do it. And part of that is she's gonna go take care of her father's body she's gonna get what he left in the town and she's also gonna figure out how to hunt down this asshole that killed her dad because she's not gonna let him get away with it so i'm trying to remember that oh there's a hanging there's a public hanging and uh and that's very different in each that's
0: by by far in in the book obviously it describes it talks about you know people being hanged gives a little last words for all the people involved uh mentions that the judge the local local judge always watches his executions yep
1: from i think the window or something
0: yep he may not be physically present but he's always (laughs) making sure he sees the man he sentenced to death you know hang and die
1: in the 60s one the hanging happens but they they do it very quickly well
0: they have reactions from the townsfolk with a gasp yeah because apparently people back then when hanging was a thing were still like oh my god they actually died i didn't think it would happen the rope was around his neck and the trapdoor fell out from underneath him i didn't think he would die i thought it'd be all david blaine poof and they'd be like aha see my head actually separates from my body <laughs> I don't know. That's a, that, I, that's just such a stereotype thing of, like, the older Westerns is the uh, hanging and you cut to, like, a like an old lady, like, clutching in her face. Oh, like, through her veil. Oh, gasp. Yeah. I'm shocked that there is death in the Old West.
1: We, but then uh, the 2010, the Coen Brothers version, they actually make it a little bit of humor where, like, the one guy starts to say his, like, last words and they just put the bag right over his head right
0: it's the it's the indian guy too he's yeah. like he's like okay well i've got to say this and they're like bag him <laughs> it's like a casual racism uh, or we, less we, casual racism
1: well and speak speaking of maddie though with um her just her overall performance uh i think the closest to what she is in the book is definitely the coen brothers version
0: right let's talk briefly about in the john wayne version Something that you pointed out, and I couldn't help but notice it after that, was the haircut.
1: Yes. It's it's not a haircut because, oh, is a period piece and that's what someone had. No, she has like a very short, mod kind of haircut, and it definitely is a haircut that's like, oh, she's stylish and cute like this. And they definitely picked her, the actress in general, because they thought she'd be... I don't know, popular or it would draw some kind of attention. She was not cast because she was actually a good representation of Maddie. I think for working off of campy John Wayne, she worked fine. But if you're actually going to compare it to the novel, she's not a great pick. But neither is John Wayne, in my opinion.
0: For the time, he was probably... I could see why they picked him.
1: No, I can too. I'm just saying for overall casting, 2010 version definitely did a better job. Yeah. For, for the, only, the, book the only the The
0: only downside I have to say about the Coen Brothers one is that because uh, Bridges did that, then he kind of got stuck in the Rooster Cogburn persona, and that's what he's doing now, basically.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird. Where yes, he's just become this grizzled, vaguely southern,
0: southern-accented kind of guy,
1: bastard. Yeah.
0: Uh huh. I'm gonna break your head open. This is a biopic of Steve Jobs. <laughs> Okay, well, let's see. We're going to attack the Microsoft headquarters and uh, probably going in guns blazing. There's no gunfighting in the Steve Jobs biopic, Jeff. He's playing the Waz, of course.
1: God, I, I'm, I'm just...
0: Tell me the Waz wouldn't be awesome as Jeff Bridges playing Rooster Cochran.
1: Yeah, but if they could bring Jeff Bridges' dad back, Lloyd Bridges, oh, to God. play Steve Jobs, that would have been a match made in the night. <laughs> Just wide-eyed and confused, but like, oh. but but confused in a like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm gonna be confident
0: about right. what I am doing sort that, of way. That would be that would be the best depiction of Steve Jobs. Oh, what's this? Huh? Is a phone call? Huh? <laughs> Amazing how small they get these things these days.
1: Well, that's basically Steve Jobs. The whole like, oh pancreatic cancer, eh? Well, I'm just gonna eat more fruit and not bathe.
0: <laughs> I guess I'll just wash my feet in the toilet. I don't know if you heard that's a thing he did. I did. Yeah, I
1: did. I did. And he was super stinky. Yeah anyway so she (laughs) off topic yeah so maddie goes to talk to the guy that had sold the ponies to her dad and she's basically like i'm not gonna take these ponies because they're i don't have anything to do with them now like
0: he's his opinion is like well uh i already sold them so that's not really my problem
1: yeah but he needs like basically she's like i'm gonna leave them it's best if you just sell them back to me for like a lesser price
0: well, the, the thing is, this is where it kind of demonstrates the kind of person she is, where she browbeats him into giving her money for the ponies, money for the whor- her dad's horse, and return giving her her dad's saddle. Yeah. And getting, like, basically 300 bucks out of the deal. And he's just like, what? That doesn't make you that, that. No, I'm not giving you any of that. She's like, no, the, the horse is in your care. You screwed up. You know, my dad was killed.
1: Yep. You let the guy get away. By stealing that, and he's stuff. like,
0: "Well, my night watchman, like his teeth were knocked out. He had he had a bad day." And she's like, "Well, that sucks for your night watchman, but fuck you."
1: Yeah, because that's on you for who you hired.
0: Right. And in in the John Wayne one, she comes across as more whiny. She's just more like annoyingly petulant. Like he just yeah. like you feel like he just kind of gives in because he's like, "Just stop talking. You're so loud. Why are you so loud?" Well, I mean,
1: honestly, I get that uh, that feeling a little bit too, where like. It's a lot of people get tired of dealing with her, but not like, like you're exhausting because you don't give up instead of like, I just don't want to hear your voice anymore.
0: Right. That's, that comes, that's better than the Cullen brothers one Yeah. where again, she comes across as like, you can tell she's not going to leave you alone. And it's just like, okay, fine. I'll give you what you want. Just, just go away and don't, don't ever bother me again. And that's why he does is He's just like, yes, if I never hear about your lawyer, Daggett and blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah. And then... I mean, she, she gets her father's body and she had like a servant or like not, not exactly a servant. I think, what was he like a former slave that lived nearby? He was a neighbor.
0: Something like that. Yeah. And
1: he travels back with the body and she's like, I'll be back. I'll follow you in like a day once I finish up some of this other stuff, really. Uh, and she, who does she talk to? She talks to, I think basically like not the sheriff in town, but like one of the law people basically trying to figure out who's the best person to go after
0: right, the and that's bitch. that's that's where that's where he explains, like, okay, well, he's over in the Oklahoma Territory. This isn't a state matter. You need a federal marshal. Yes. You need someone who's who can cross these lines and do this. And she she asks, like, okay, well, who's who's the best? And he's like, well, the best is this, and the meanest is Rooster Cogburn. And that's you can tell why she that's automatically why she picks Rooster is because yeah. she doesn't want the best. She wants a guy who's a mean fucker. Yeah. Because this, this this becomes very clear, is that, that Maddie is not incapable of doing things, but early on she's very much into making people do things for her and then using them as leverage against other people.
1: Yeah, and so she ends up going to the courthouse, because that's where he's going to be, the, I think, the next day, they said. Right. Because uh, he's testifying for a case, and that's where you find out that, and I think solidifies in her mind that this is the right person, is that he was after some assholes that had killed a man and his wife and it looks like in cold blood just to steal some stupid shit and
0: a jar of money yeah. under a gray rock yeah objection what did you find a empty a, a rock over a hole that'd been moved and nothing under it yeah yeah uh how many men have you killed rooster because that's the exchange I think that really, really gets across. Like, what kind of person he is 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 a explaining like like Hey, you snuck up on these people. You had a gun. Was that necessary? And not
1: only that, but like it also shows a certain amount of like tenacity and like he's just not gonna give up. When he's after someone, he's gonna keep going till he he gets them, whether that's dead or alive. He'll do it. And I think that's what she wants too. Because you you have plenty of people that would take money from a 14 year old and be like oh yeah i'm gonna help you with this and well then...
0: i think the part where we have the guy who's on trial and is the defendant that sets the tone for how rooster is was he will kill but he's not an indiscriminate killer yes. that's the important part that's what really that again it's 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 shown more than told it's just that you know the the one defense attorney is explaining like well you've killed a bunch of this man's family you know in various times like yeah uh, he basically it sums up they were kind of shit bags. Yeah. In various crimes, he's like, it's not really my fault that they got plugged. Uh, and then, of course, later on, it turns out that guy escapes jail anyway and takes off and leaves the lawyer hanging, which is yeah. kind of, which Maddie finds amusing. Because
1: it basically proves Rooster's point that he's a shit bag from a shit family.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so which,
1: and, and I like the trial because it is. It's a good way to tell you a story in a way, but not in a, I'm just going to write out for five pages. This whole explanation backstory thing. Instead, it's in a realistic way. The back and forth. Organic. This is the way
0: to say it. I I think. Uh, So. And you like
1: everything organic, especially your food. Yep. And your dog food.
0: Yeah. Vegan friendly. It's the only way I take it.
1: Everyone knows that. Yeah. So Maddie confronts Rooster after, because I think there's one more day to the trial.
0: Well, there's one more day to the trial. She hasn't got the money yet. Yep. And she comes up to him and says, hey, I want you to track this man. Because you Tom seem like Chaney. a
1: man with
0: true grit. grit. And they say it in both, and it's just like, okay. And that's what kind of irked me. That's the only thing that really irked me, is that they never establish where that phrase comes from. And she says it, and it's supposed to carry this gravity in both the movies, and you're like, yeah, it's the title, but it doesn't make sense from a character." I didn't get the
1: gravity as much in the remake, because she's just like, you seem like a man with true grit. It's more... And, and actually, it's funny because so much of the, the dialogue and everything in the book is in the original movie. And so much of that is in the remake. But it's amazing how different they are. Because a big thing, too, we haven't mentioned is that the overall tone in the original movie is like very much like a an 60s, typical Western, like almost like a Disney movie in a lot of ways, like the music and stuff.
0: Yeah, there's lots of parts where you just kind of expect like really doofy musical cues and... Sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not.
1: Whereas I notice in the Coen Brothers, there's, like, no music. Yeah. It's, kind
0: of it's campy Western fantasy. Yeah.
1: yeah, But it... Oh. Oh, but the best line. The best the line. The best line.
0: He sees that she has her dad's gun, which is a cap uh, lock uh, pistol. I forget which model. But he's looking at it, He's like, he's like, that's ah, too big for you, and you ain't bigger than a corn nubbin. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Tim and I, we just, it was like for the rest of the night, we just kept saying, no bigger than a corn-nubbin.
0: Yep. Dog would go to poop. Oh, no bigger than a corn Yep.
1: Yep. Uh, and then, oh, so then uh, Maddie's staying at this house for a couple days, Uh, and this guy shows up, and she just got, you know, like, not a bad-looking guy in his 30s, I think he's supposed to be, with a, right. with a cow lick, and he basically knows who maddie is and the reason he knows that he's found out because he's after the same guy she is yep but, he's
0: he's after tom cheney too and he is a different name yep he um, shot her.
1: he is la bouffe, la Beef,
0: La Beef. yeah ah. um
1: and in the original movie it's glenn campbell who if people don't know he's a singer and apparently the reason he got cast is because there's a song in the opening credits that he sings, and it was kind of expected to be, like, the hit. And I think it was a fairly popular song. And so he's not a great actor. He's he's okay. He works well enough for that movie. But, yeah, he's definitely the weakest out of the three. Right. Versus Matt Damon, who I think he did a pretty good job.
0: He did. A, I think he did a fine job overall.
1: Well, especially because we did watch the John Wayne, then the Coen brothers. I think if it have been the other way. We maybe would have... Like, again, he doesn't do a bad job, but but Jeff Bridges and I think the actress that plays Maddie are so strong in those roles. Overall. And they make him more of a little bitch in the Cohen ones, because he, like, abandons them a couple times.
0: Well, he's, I mean, he's kind of supposed to be, you almost think he's all talk, no action. You know, a man who. Are you
1: saying he's lacking true grit?
0: Maybe. Oh, God, what do they call it? There's There's a good phrase for that. All... Gumption? All something, no... All hat, no something. Uh whatever
1: all balls no dick no, oh no. no that's what kevin smith always talks about for himself
0: right he's like no 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 i've been yeah, that's right you nicked. yeah
1: but yeah <clears throat> so she in the book i don't think they get into it as much in either movies is she gets sick for a couple days which i think allows them to where she doesn't have to go out and like try to waste a couple days making sure like shit is going on or like following rooster it's just her being sick
0: yeah. um uh, inconsequential, ultimately.
1: Yeah. Uh, which I'm fine that they cut that. Um, she does actually, after the trial, follow Rooster to where he's staying with the Chinaman. Yep. I don't remember what his name was, though. Lee. With, with the cat.
0: Lee. I think it was just Lee. Was it Lee? Yeah. And and you... They're like, we need a vaguely Asian name, Lee. That's safe. There you go.
1: Which I think is a good point, because when she's with him, like, at first she's kind of like, okay, this guy, he could be strong, but then she, she starts to find out his weaknesses big one being drink yeah he's definitely a drunk which does come into play a couple times
0: once or twice so she talks him into uh chasing after tom mr cheney with the powder burn on his cheek
1: so you're saying a cheney got shot instead of shooting someone else in the face
0: well i mean he shot someone else in the face and then he had to pay for it okay this time unlike last time where it's like whoa 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 not not my fault
1: which the original movie was funny cuz it almost looks like they just smeared a little soot on his face
0: pretty much that's just i mean i know makeup wasn't as advanced back then as now but i know that makeup was a thing in the 60s cuz there were there were sci-fi movies that were winning awards for like doing radiation burn makeup and things like that you'd think they could have grabbed like one person off the off of a set nearby and be like hey you the guy putting all the lizard makeup on that guy could you make this guy look like he's got a powder burn in his face and permanent like black market He's like yeah sure whatever I could, yeah i could do that yeah
1: and and honestly you don't see the character that much because um what is it josh brolin plays cheney in the remake which oh who did, he sounded kind of like buffalo bill in his acting he which does kind of that me. little
0: bit so anyway, they uh, Labeef approaches her and is like, "Well, you're we're after the same guy. Let's let's put it in together." And she's like, "No, I don't. I don't want him to go to Texas and be tried in Texas. Yeah, because Labeef is a Texas Ranger. Yep. And he's like, "Well, you know," and he meets up with Rooster while she's sick, kind of going behind her back and is, is explaining like, "Hey, there's this huge reward. There's a reward from the state, and then the family." Of the man he killed has put up like a $10,000 reward or whatever.
1: Yeah, just something ridiculous and it's like, I'll give you half.
0: He's like, I'll give you half of this. I keep the state reward because I've been tracing this guy all over the goddamn country. Mm-hmm. It's like, the rest is, that part's mine, but also, I'll give you that. You get five and you guys can figure out how you, whatever you want to do with it.
1: Yeah, so they leave the next morning and she's like, no, I'm coming with. So she she actually buys back one of the ponies and she starts, she heads out earlier than she figures they will because because rooster's such a drunk she's like i know they're not gonna leave like first thing in the morning right so she heads out and i think she even sleeps in the stable yeah and she goes and is heading towards like a ferry like basically she knows where they're gonna end up but it's beyond that she doesn't know so they make the one dude that's running the ferry or like one of the guys like she's a runaway you need to take her back
0: there's 50 bucks in it if you return her to the sheriff yeah lying so she she demonstrates that she's not going to be held back so easily by smacking the guy in the face with her hat and fording the river to get over to them. Yeah. And they're like, okay, I guess. And that's when the beef is like, okay, I'm going to spank you with a switch.
1: Yeah, which is... Which is funny. It, right.
0: The thing that I like about that scene is that there's there's a very demonstrated like like a power dynamic between Labeef and Rooster, where Labeef thinks like he can just kind of do whatever he wants as long as it's with this group. Uh, Rooster asserts his dominance and is just like, "You better stop that."
1: Well, and it also kind of shows they definitely think of her as a child, because because that's the kind of thing you do to reprimand a child. Right. It's someone that you really don't think could you know traverse the wilderness with you to try to catch someone
0: the shooting contest no What
1: about a shooting contest
0: that briefly happens later on remember they do that oh
1: later yeah that's later
0: they do a thing that's i think post the uh cabin the yeah. yeah because i think he gets uh because he's given a beef shit about his sharps rifle because he's got that big old sharps yeah which is actually a very large caliber at the time Anywho. But
1: yeah and then finally we're just like just let her come at this point who cares well
0: he's there's a part where Labeef doesn't seem like he's going to stop like he's just going to keep wailing on her and that's where I think the Coen brothers is a little little better is because Rooster levels his gun at him and tells him he's like you would better not yeah basically telling him like look I'm not gonna and, and that's the thing is I don't know that's the kind of thing where you're left wondering did he do that because he doesn't like seeing what he's doing to Maddie or is it just because this is a man who dared defy what he said to do yeah that's the thing rooster is not the kind of guy that tolerates anyone disobeying him in a lot of ways
1: or even it could be that he he doesn't like the unnecessary delay yeah and it i mean rooster definitely has his own moral compass yeah and like rules um i mean he's not a bad guy but in a lot of ways he's not a good guy and and i like that he's kind of well no because
0: especially when you find out a bunch of his history oh yeah dear god it's like this guy what the fuck
1: which may have been more normal back then who knows like well th-
0: i feel like that's, a, that's there's another element to it is that being as there are stories he tells you don't know if he's lying or if he's actually telling any bit of the, how much of it's the truth how much of it's kind of a fiction well made to make and s- how
1: much of it, it could he possibly be uh making himself sound better he could be even worse than what he's saying
0: right but so, ultimately it doesn't matter for what we're doing no. uh so he, d- he mentions that uh uh, Tom Tom Cheney's probably hooked up with the uh, the Ned the Lucky Ned Pepper. Yep. Who's off in the mountains? They just they just committed a uh, train robbery, which they they kind of gloss over. They just they kind of mention it at a uh, waypoint later. Yeah. Uh, but in in uh, in the Coen Brothers one, they mention it like right away. Like oh, they just committed a huge train robbery, by the way. Yeah. Which, I, like, which maybe, I think
1: maybe it's to help paint them as. Bad people right away.
0: Well, just because the whole like again they they uh, they mention that in the John Wayne one after they're going to try to get like they take the bodies from the guys at the hut. Yeah. Right, and that's when they find out the news of that, and that's more when you do find out the news in the book. But it kind of just seems to come out of nowhere. That's and I get why they probably move that up ahead. That's probably one of the only few like changes that makes that I I still I saw stand out and make sense. Yeah. Because that way it's like okay we're going up we're not just going looking for tom we're looking for this guy and the group that tom is with is this guy and these people
1: which makes it even more of a possible danger especially for a 14 year old girl because it's not just this one guy it's a group of criminals
0: yep mexican bob i love the name i love that name that's perfect
1: but yeah so i think they end up camping out one night
0: right and that's where again this is one of those things where it's well demonstrated in the book overall and kind of in the and decent enough in the movies where because uh, she mentioned a Rooster like oh I've, I went coon hunting with my dad and Rooster kind of mocks her like this is not coon hunting this is and when they're at the campfire the first night yeah she's like oh you know who wants to to do uh, like you know ghost stories I got one like you know when a stranger calls but one of you has to be the stranger and they just kind of look at her like okay like, like basically
1: this isn't fucking summer camp
0: right this isn't this is, we're not doing this for pleasure It's like the only reason we're camping is to rest so we can get up and move tomorrow because we're going towards something. And that's the only time she does that is she again kind of seems to grow out of that on this whole journey, which is a lot of what this is, is her growing up as she's doing this.
1: Yeah. And he, the author could have easily had this be where it's like a 14 year old boy and his coming of age story, like becoming a man with other men. But I like that he chose a girl. Which I think also allowed for some of the, a couple of the barriers she had. Cause I think, like I was discussing with Tim before, that I think if it had been a 14 year old boy, they might not have been so against him coming along to avenge his father.
0: But I think. Maybe not. No.
1: No, but I think overall they still would have not wanted it either way. Probably. Not. I mean, a 14 year old kid is still a 14 year old kid.
0: Right. Uh, so the second, I think it's the second or third night. Uh, they come upon... Now, here's one of the probably only major differences I think are worth illustrating is that in the book, they talk about how it's uh, snowing. You know, the weather is kind of bad yeah. as it's turning. And they get that right in the Cohen Brothers one. There's, it's
1: perfectly sunshiny and yeah,
0: gorgeous. It's literally... It's a, it's a Glenn Campbell music video.
1: I'm a cowboy.
0: Yeah, I was waiting
1: for John Denver I mean, to it's start pretty. playing in the background. I mean, I'll say no. that it's
0: still pretty. It's just that it's clearly...
1: And, and that's what I said to you. I can almost guarantee they could have maybe done the snow. It would have been more expensive. But honestly, they were doing like clearly actual filming out in the wilderness in areas. I guess they were filming a bunch in like Colorado and stuff. And yeah, it's beautiful scenery and landscape. And they probably didn't want to ruin that
0: right or try to time it or anything else yeah there's lots of but still it's just a kind of a mark where you're like mm. anywho so they they're going to uh, a place that that a rooster knows of it's a little in a little tiny encampment a little log cabin out off of the way and he's like yep we're gonna go there we'll bunk there for the night then we'll go to town
1: and but when they start to come up they realize that there's some smoke coming up
0: yep smoke coming out of the chimney people are there huh that's interesting and as they approach, the door kind of cracks open like, uh, who's out there?
1: Yeah, and right away, Rooster knows like, uh oh, shit, there probably are people here that...
0: He's like, these probably aren't just you know, Quakers passing through or Mormons. Yeah. These are probably bad guys because cause he knows the kind of people who know about this place are people like him, right, right assholes.
1: And it's, God, I don't even remember their names, but it's, it's two guys. Yeah. And, and Rooster knows who they are. And he starts lying, and he has, um, I think he has Labeef go up on the roof. And he's basically like, oh, there are like 15 federal marshals out here. We have you surrounded. And they're like, no, you don't. And he's like, are you willing to risk your life on that? And they're kind of like, shit. And I think they end up shooting inside the hut.
0: Yeah. Well, at first, I think first they try to smoke him out. I think he has uh, Maddie take her dad's coat, cover the chimney, so the smoke is backing into the cabin. Yeah. And yeah, they end up getting them subdued and, and come to find... one
1: got shot in the thigh, I think. One
0: got shot in the thigh during the whole thing. Uh, but they're shackled and sitting there and it turns out they're uh, working for Ned and they have stolen a couple of horses to have fresh ones waiting for Ned when he showed yep. up there.
1: And they were waiting for a sign that they're out there. And they're like, well, we're going to stay here. And they have uh, the one that wasn't shot start cutting up a turkey they had shot plucking. earlier
0: plucking and cutting yeah plucking
1: and cutting and they basically keep like saying to the one that's hurt like well you just need to tell us what's going on we'll be more lenient on you like we'll we'll put in a good word when we take you into law and the was like I well would- that's
0: what that's what may does rooster is a little more pragmatic he's like look i'll get you to a doctor and i'll give you a few days to get the hell out of the territory yeah he's like i'll, I'll forget you were here for a little while you can get away he's like but you know, if you don't tell me, he's like, that That leg gets well up, and they'll have, t- have to cut it off. He's like, yeah. a guy your age isn't going to do very well, you know, going around on only one leg. Yeah. You know, you're too young for an oak peg, aren't you?
1: <clears throat> and the, the guy that wasn't shot is just like, if you say anything, I'll... He's like, don't you say
0: anything, don't I'll, you fucking they, say anything. they'll
1: fucking kill you. In the John Wayne one, they, like, shit happens, but it's fairly safe. But in the Cohen, they actually show you more what happens because in the in the book and they follow it um the one guy that's plucking and cutting the turkey cuts his fingers off the the one that starts Talk. blabbing right and sa- stabs him in the chest and gut i think a few times doesn't right. kill him outright no and then but, they end up shooting stabby mcgee
0: yeah so then the mr uh now fingerless and shot is like i'm dead Actually, actually, he starts asking for a doctor and Richard's like, nope, you're dead, but you can at least tell me what's going on.
1: And I like this moment, though. He's like, I'm supposed to get something, I think, for the train robbery or like I have something here. Like he had something like, can you make sure it gets to my family?
0: When it gets to my brother down in down in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Like
1: Maddie asks where. So then when they
0: take the bodies into town the next day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maddie's like, you need to send it to the bar. And he's like, I don't remember where it he's is. He's like, I,
0: was it was it Austin or was it Houston? I don't know. I don't know. And Maddie's like, it was Austin. And he's like, yeah. are you are you sure? Do we have to really send this? Is, and she's like, yes. And he's like, okay, ten bucks to his brother yeah. and send the body to him. And uh.
1: Where I like where Maddie is like, no, we're we're gonna do yeah. what we said we were gonna do. And and again, I don't think Rooster's necessarily like. Intentionally being a dick, but I think also he just doesn't care.
0: He's like this guy's a criminal. Gives a yeah. shit. Yeah. He's kind of like, Meh. So I. He's like, so I lied to a criminal. Oh no. What's he gonna do?
1: Yeah. So they basically cover their tracks. They move the bodies. They, I think they cover up stuff so you can't see blood.
0: This is so going back to before they go into the town.
1: <laughs> yeah. So they're they basically make the hut look and they put they put enough stuff there so there's still smoke coming out that it looks like. Maybe the guy's just stepped out or something. Like, yeah. like basically, they're going to wait off to the side to... Maybe they
0: just hop down to Seven Eleven for a pack of smokes. Mm. <laughs> it could happen. 7-Elevens are very convenient. This episode I, brought and to been you by 11, for of seven.
1: Th- 11 of 7. 11 of 7? Exactly. They've been around for 200 years. Try a Slurpee.
0: Back then, a the Slurpee was just like beaver gland juice. <laughs> Tastes like vanilla.
1: Probably did back then. Oh no, no, it's true. Beaver gland, yeah, that's where they used to get some of the. Or was it strawberry? Flavor? Is it vanilla?
0: Artificial vanilla. You can, okay. That is to say, it can. It's not very yeah. much. It would be. It you wouldn't get nearly enough for flavoring, really. Anyway. Have you
1: ever sucked it straight from the source? No. The cow's teat, if you will. The beaver's ass.
0: <laughs> also known as the beaver teat.
1: Yeah, the beaver teat. Can you guys guess what I'm getting Tim for his birthday?
0: A <laughs> shirt says "Beaver Teeter."
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, they lay a trap at the at the place. And Maddie takes position with Rooster, watching from one side, while Labeef is set up at another with his sharps rifle. They do love mentioning it's a sharps rifle, just so you know. And... During this, he's telling her a lot of stories about his life.
1: Yeah, and she keeps nodding off. But, like, basically, you find out that, yeah, Rooster is not a great guy. For example,
0: he- like, according to him... He joined up on the Union side of the army, didn't really care for it. Him and a buddy robbed the soldier payroll and then ran off and started different lives and did other things. He frittered away most of it on, like, starting a restaurant.
1: And then he he married a woman and had a kid, and then he just basically abandoned them.
0: Well, she left him. Yeah. She was, she's, like, told him something and, like, went back to her original husband.
1: He didn't even try to, he's, like, clumsiest kid you ever saw.
0: Broke, you must have broke forty-seven cups.
1: Yeah, where it's the kind of thing where, like, clearly he didn't care. Yeah, and and I'm sure the clumsy thing and like like yeah, it's kind of a cute thing to remember about your kid. But I think it it's also one of those things that like kind of justifies it to him in a way. I don't know, just like dog investigating our new mic stand. Hey, buddy, he's our he's no bigger than a corn nubbin.
0: No bigger than corn nubbin.
1: And Yeah. Yeah. that's how I go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> old timey prospector
1: (laughs) and yeah you find out that he has killed a lot of people um well he's done
0: a lot of things in between getting to the part where yeah basically he'd committed another crime i forget exactly what but basically his old army buddy recognized him and
1: because he was like a federal or he he was doing something in the law and basically was like oh i'll take him and finish taking him where he needs to be. And they're
0: like, that's the... I like how in the book they're mentioning it, like, the guy was kind of put off. Like, that's really weird. I, usually usually they don't go anywhere else for a trial. Like, right here is fine. And his buddy Jeepers, I think it was. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, he's the guy that dies in the f- original fight with those guys. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. And he takes him and then gives him a badge and lets him be a, a marshal.
1: Yeah. Because that's the thing. Back then, you could really... God, you have to wonder how many times do people restart their lives after doing really shitty things. Yeah. Probably quite often. Especially, like, like there were, like, Oklahoma, Texas, like, a lot of those southern areas with like large expanses of land where nothing for hundreds of miles and then a small little settlement. Yeah. I mean, it worked for my family. Yeah. Yeah. For my great-great-great-grandfather or something. Killed someone, thought the law was after him, ran for it, and then changed the last name, and then he found out, like, years later that the law actually hadn't followed him at all but it changed I mean it wouldn't be my last name anyway because it's my grandma's maiden name but that's always an interesting bit of Vanessa family history that I always enjoyed because yeah he because for the longest time I just heard he went AWOL during the Civil War but it was a bit more than that Um, but yeah so they they finally see some horses pull up
0: pull up oh
1: shut up well, there was a lot of horsepower.
0: Yeah. At least four. Maybe four and a half, counting mm. the pony. So, yes. But Ned is not so easily taken in by the fact that, oh, there's just smoke coming out of the chair. It's clearly fine.
1: Well, because they call out and they don't hear anything back.
0: Right. And that's when he fires a shot in the air.
1: Yeah. And at that point, Labeef starts shooting. And they're pretty sure, like when they talk about later, that he had nodded off. So when he heard a gunshot, he like jerked awake and panicked and then started shooting.
0: Yep shot a horse under uh, from out from underneath uh ned
1: they don't call him lucky ned pepper for nothing yep
0: they do call him ned pepper because he's a spicy meatball <laughs> well
1: what i what i liked about the remake is um the guy that plays ned pepper his last name is also pepper it's just a happy coincidence yeah. the guy from battlefield earth
0: oh yeah that's right
1: Barry pepper i think is his name something
0: like that yeah i could have it up but that's no too no. much too much effort
1: uh, so we yeah so one guy gets killed
0: the the 19 year old yeah or the, whatever they're like the kid um, uh, mexican I, bob gets shot
1: yep uh, ned's horse dies and then i feel like one other person got killed but, or was it just the, the it original just two just, and then the the kid yeah everyone else i think they all get away so yeah they they put him on the horses that were waiting for lucky ned pepper and sling them over the backs and just lead them back to the settlement. And the sheriff there knows who they all are.
0: And knows Rooster as yep. well.
1: And that, yeah, then the whole gotta send the money. And I think at that point, lebeef leaves again in the Coen brothers. And he also, like, hurt his tongue really bad. I don't remember that in the book.
0: I think a bullet ricocheted off something or a stone chip. I, yeah, it's not... I know something happens to his face. He, has, he gets a cut or something. And yeah, so in the in the Coen Brothers movie, this is the only he takes off. Yep. I don't think that happens in the book. Pretty sure. Yeah. But although, anyway. Although,
1: did he... I think he did get shot. Was that the point he had been shot? Or did he get shot at the, the very point end. later? Oh, okay. yeah. There, there's a number of confrontations where it's like, where did that happen? So how they go out and they, they figure they know where about the uh, people are. And this is where rooster's drinking comes back because he is well pretty to drunk be fair then.
0: there's an argument between uh, labeef at this point and and rooster because he comes back before they go to the go to the place and they start arguing about where they served because yeah. labeef was in the union army but he was basically in supply and he was really young and didn't do anything whereas rooster served under one guy And LaBeef is kind of talking about like, oh, well, that guy just commanded, you know, thieves and rapists and whatnot. And to me, that was more the reason he started drinking was basically it triggered some bad memories. Oh, okay. Some stuff Rooster didn't either saw or did. Yeah. That's my thought. That's why he was really, really drunk from that.
1: And then that also, once he gets kind of drunk, that's when they start doing the shooting thing. Because they have these, uh, well, first off, he throws a bottle up and he tries to shoot it. Yeah, misses. Misses. And th- doesn't he just shoot it while it's on the ground? Yeah, <laughs> bang. And then the whole thing with the...
0: Corn dodgers.
1: Yep, which are just hard corn
0: balls. They're energy balls. Would you like some, Charlie?
1: That's exactly what it made me think of. <laughs> and then I just picture him like s- s- going, swaying side to side with the long drool trail.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. He's giving me lots of energy.
1: And then Cricket comes in and smacks D. <laughs> and yeah, so like, and Maddie is just done with it. She's just like you guys are being dicks you're being loud and annoying you're just wasting bullets like quit it
0: you're wasting food too yeah
1: oh actually and then there's the difference because i think in the book the sheriff or whatever is with them still at that yeah because the the
0: gun the little gun contest sort of informal is done in town
1: yeah but i don't think they had that for either no movie which again i'm fine with that change um so then huh yeah so no, they then they spend the night because uh, rooster. They just keep going and going, and finally rooster's like, we're still you know a okay. few miles we away. S-
0: well, tomorrow we'll get there, yeah. as it were. And so he passes out kind of drunkenly, and they sleep the night. So the next day is when things really get moving because that's when Maddie goes to get water in the bucket falls ass over tea kettle or head over tea kettle is that what they call it i think that's how they
1: yeah something like that into
0: the into the river and who should be there but tom cheney that's right
1: you look like one of the fat girls <laughs> what <laughs> i'm trying to do buffalo bill but it's not working
0: would would you hunt, oh there we go would you hunt ponies <laughs> with me i i'd ride ponies with me
1: i know my brain farted i'm like how does he actually talk so it's okay Hey, I've been getting over my cold for the week.
0: I'm investigating this mangler.
1: <laughs> yeah, have there you
0: we're... have you ever seen it? People get, seem to die every time they fold laundry. <laughs> Robert England pops out. Ah, oh I'll see you in your dreams. Falls down a mine shaft. But does not hurt him
1: very much because he had shrunk himself down to the size of a corn. Oven. Of a corn. Oven. <laughs>
0: He was, ant- he was corn nubbin man back before there was Ant-Man. Yeah. He could be the size of a corn nubbin.
1: And he got stuck in your poop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's why Rooster's so angry. It's <laughs> a poop out of Robert England. You okay? <clears throat>
1: now I'm just picturing like, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. <laughs> Freddy's
0: stuck in the poop. <laughs>
1: That was going to be my second Oh, night. well, see. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Back to the back to the store. I'm sorry. Can you a... tell that we're both a little, like, tired? We've had a long week.
0: It's okay. I it, think we're fine. I think it's adding God, to the ambience. Fine. Focus. <sighs> Breathe. We are here today to discuss the seminal work by Charles Portis. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, Tom Chaney. So a, a couple of details I really like, because I like how they explain, they hint at how kind of lazy he is. For example, his gun is held in place by a piece of, uh, wow, like clothesline. Yeah. Right. Because they mention in the book, like, well, you know, he could have taken like some old leather and made like a proper strap, you know, actually made it like decent. But this is the kind of guy that, yeah, clothesline, he rides like a shitty horse. And yeah, he he's just kind of... Petulant, a little, quite a bit, and he's lazy and obnoxious. Yeah, but, but I do like the part where Maggie sees him. She like pulls out the gun out of the, her little flower sack, her dad's gun, and points it. I was like, "You'll come back to me, and you're gonna go on trial for the murder of my father." And I just like he's like, "No," and you can see that she de- honestly doesn't didn't think into this part of the equation. She's like, "Well, I have a gun pointed at him. Why wouldn't he just give in?"
1: Well, and also it threw her off so much, but and so she's like holding the gun she's like well then I'm gonna have to shoot you and he's just like well y- you have to
0: works better if it's cocked
1: yeah and and she like starts shooting he's like all the way yeah and cause like he honestly does not think she's gonna do anything
0: which is well his downfall
1: yeah so she shoots him and I think hits him in the gut hits
0: him in the ribs I oh think. ribs
1: that's what yeah. it was Um, breaks
0: a couple of Doesn't? it's not fatal but it's no
1: and it knocks her on her ass
0: and him yeah she goes oh. to shoot again though and, and the it, gun won't fire yeah fails and by that time he's he closes the gap and gets a hold of her yeah and that's when Ned is Ned shows up and is like bullets? what's going on? what are you doing here Tom Cheney? Yeah. are you trying to shave with bullets? what's your problem you moron? why did I let you in my gang anyway? the Sugar Hill gang yep
1: Is that the one that sings like...
0: Did Rapper's Delight? Yeah. Yes. Yes. We should play
1: that at the end and everyone will be like, why are they playing this? Did you... Or no, open with it. Right.
0: Yeah. That would make so much sense.
1: (laughs) Rip rap, rip it a do. Well, I know that's not it, but that's what they did (laughs) on on an SNL sketch where it was like mostly old school rappers when rap, you know, originated. I saw rip rap, rip it a rap rap. It reminds me of Val. Look around you. uh,
0: No, you know what really reminds me of that was like when... The best I and I say this if 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 you want to watch something in terribly cringy, look up the Wendy's uh training videos like the uh like the drink rap and everything. This was that was back when people thought rapping was simply rhyming to a, a to basic a beat, beat. To a really basic beat. And it's terrible. And that's 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 what reminds me so much of the nineties was people would do that and they're like especially like when they try to show how cool and hip they were and what? people is would it do a rap. like, it basically?
1: Like, you grab the cup and you fill it with ice, only put it to the slime. Yeah. And then you put in the soda and everything's going to be fine. Like bullshit Basically like that. Like that. That's,
0: <laughs> that's actually better than anything they did in the how to make drinks. Yeah. Anyway, tangent. They,
1: they don't need to know about my side job of writing, writing corporate raps.
0: Yeah, it's true. You you make quite a tidy sum writing little training video rap montages.
1: I should make one for Anime Pulse.
0: <laughs> he almost should.
1: And then we can we could film it. That could be
0: our theme song. There
1: we go, and then and then put it on the uh, the website. So any new people that join the Anime Pulse family know what they need to do. There we go. They have to. There con- we go. Yeah. If anyone wants to write a rap for us, send it our way. But we own the copyright there too.
0: Right. We'll be obnoxious beggars choosing. Yep. Anyway back to the, the Tom Cheney. So uh, Maddie gets, gets captured. And the, I think the funniest part is she kind of takes Rooster's bluff about having 15 marshals and builds on that. It's like, oh, there's there's 50 marshals up there. Mm-hmm. And it's the kind of thing that is so unbelievable that no one buys it. No one's threatened by what she says, which is perfectly obvious and normal. Uh, and,
1: and also at this point, like Rooster and Labeef are just still at the site and they, they must have heard Sally and she's not... She really doesn't seem to be that worried. No, because again, she's fourteen. I, it, it is. It's kind of like that innocence still of like. Well,
0: she has, she has faith that the people that these these guys that she's paid will look out for her. Because she's used to having people she can rely on that will take care of her. Yeah. So when when Rooster and Labeef negotiate, okay, well we'll ride away and everything. You take her, don't kill her, okay. All right. And she sees them right off. That's like the first time she feels like any kind of betrayal. Yeah. What's going on? Because she's very angry about that.
1: And then the uh, the guys are like, okay, well, Tom, you're going to stay here with the girl. Yeah. And we're going to go to the safe house. And like, well, first let's let let's split up all of the, our stuff from the heist.
0: No, they'll do it there. He'll get his share there.
1: No, but then and they're like, no, I want to do it ahead of time. Because that's where all the checks get filled out and everything.
0: Yeah, which, again, really only shows up in the book.
1: But I do kind of like that moment because it, it shows, like, she knows how to write and they don't. And, I mean, it, it is. It's kind of like, these are not stupid, but just ignorant people. And this Outlaws. is the, this is the best they can do. Right, oh, yeah. uh, And so Ned leaves. And, like, I like Ned, though, because, like, Ned may be a crook, but he's not like, oh, we're going to do anything horrible to this girl. It's more he does... The stuff he needs to, to survive, but he's not exceedingly malicious or anything.
0: Right. Because he tells he tells Tom, he's like, look, he's like, you'll get your share when we meet up later on. He's like, but you better not kill her.
1: Yeah, don't do anything to this girl. And I will say, too, I really like there's never any hint or threat of rape. Because very often, that's what it goes to, especially when it's a girl well, or when, a female hey, character. When you
0: want to show that a bad guy's bad, you can't just have him kill people. You have no. to you no. have to have him go that extra mile because apparently that's the only way we know they're bad people.
1: Yeah. Which no, they didn't do that like cuz cuz Ned and the others leave and then Tom's just like, "Well, I'm fucked because where they say they're going to meet me, they're not going to be there." He's like, "They're not going to be they, there. They've abandoned me." Um He's like, so I'm just going to kill you because why not? You've kind of ruined things for me. You're the only witness. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, well, no one's here. I'm going to rape you and then I'll kill you or anything like that, which they easily could have done, which I've seen so many stories go that way. And I'm sure you have too. Yeah. No, it was just because he's not going to get enjoyment out of killing her. It's just
0: what he needs to do. Right. He's being pragmatic in his own mind. He's like literally like, you're the only person that knows where I'm at. You're the only person that's seen me. The marshals are gone. He's like, I kill you. I can disappear. I'm yep. safe. So that's when she throws hot coffee in his face and a little battle ensues, a little thing.
1: Yeah. And is that when Labeef shows up? Yeah. Which I hate because I think in the, the John Wayne one, she needs to get saved by Labeef because she throws the hot coffee, but he like basically is like strangling her and maybe no i think in the remake it may have been fine but she basically like i think she does shoot him again maybe and then that's when labeef shows up but then tom gets the jump on the or something happened where like basically she was kind of getting away and labeef shows up and well he gets had, hit hit on the head right by the rock. with
0: a rock and that's when he's in trouble and that's yes yeah, that's when she ends up shooting him
1: and falling into that little crevice, ravine thing,
0: full of snakes.
1: Yeah, because it's yeah, because the big thing is is that it's winter. So and and they mentioned it before that like overall you shouldn't have to worry about rattlers because they're it's winter they're all just they've, asleep.
0: They've gone to ground. They're yeah. fine.
1: And she falls down and she breaks her arm because she like slides down into like and she she can she realizes she's like stuck because she can't really finagle herself out with her arm and then also she's. She realizes, like, she's probably in the entrance to a cave where there are bats. She's blocking theirs. They're probably only way to get in and out. And pretty soon, they're not going to like her being there. Right. And so it's the kind of thing where she's like, well, if I can just get help from someone, it won't be too bad. Like, there's not a super huge rush on it. Although she starts to slip and she, like, has to brace herself. And she's, like, feeling around. And she's like, oh, the scrap of fabric I can do to, like, plug it. So I'm not slipping. And she pulls on and she realizes it's a body. And not just a body, but a body with a bunch of rattlesnakes laying in the rib cage. Yep. Which they do, because I think they they ended up doing CGI for the snake, right? For that? I'm pretty sure. It's yeah. one of the few things they did CGI for, I think. Or it's probably easier to
0: have a CGI snake bite Yeah. than to have like a defanged or de-venomed uh, one
1: because in the they only had the one snake in the
0: in the john, john wayne, wayne one, yeah. a single snake which is again being as they had to work with real animals did he they like, even oh. bite
1: her in the john wayne one
0: yes okay but does. she suffers no consequences yeah. from it this that's again one of the few changes between this is that in both the coen brothers and the book by being bitten she ends up losing the arm later on yeah whereas in the john wayne one it's just like well, I got bit, but you got me to a doctor, so everything's fine.
1: Yeah, because it. Um, well, actually, before John Wayne... or not John Wayne. before <laughs> Rooster Cogburn can help them, he find he confronts Ned Pepper and his group, and he had mentioned earlier that like he had done it where like you put the. Um, he
0: puts the reins in his mouth. Yeah,
1: the reins in his mouth for the horse, and then he just like makes it run forward, like guns of both hands, guns ablazing. Yep. And he actually ends up killing everyone except Ned.
0: Right, the horse dies. Which
1: he had shot. He had shot Ned, though. Right. And the horse, yeah, Rooster's horse dies and like collapses on him. So Rooster's stuck.
0: Right, and then and then that's when La Le- gets Ned. Yeah. Because he has the rifle.
1: Oh, that's what it was. Right. Because they thought Tom was passed Tom, Tom out at them. Right. Tom. That Tom was out of the picture for or the moment. Something.
0: Yep. So they think he's out of picture. Uh for all of his talk, LaBeef actually makes this excellent shot and she's she's super impressed. This is the this is kind of his shining moment. Yeah. Is he actually for all of his his bluster and everything else, he actually comes through when you need him right there, killing Ned, saving Rooster.
1: Yep. And but then uh that's when Tom shows up and hits him on the head with a rock. Yep. So, yeah, Rooster finally shows up and is like I'm coming down to get you. <laughs> she got bit by a baby rattlesnake and I think they said that actually is worse.
0: Yeah. I mean, by the logic of the story, yeah. that's what we're going. I didn't bother looking up if that's the case or not.
1: No, I didn't either. Um, and then it's pretty much the end of the book where Rooster pulls her out and, like, Tom's going to be fine. I need to take you right away. And he, like, Blackie the whore, the pony, her pony, right. like, makes it ride and ride. Cause she passes out shortly after. Because both from the snake bite and just the pain of a broken arm. Right. Uh, and she finally comes to you when, like, Blackie is uh, flagging. Yeah. And puts Blackie out of its misery and she's basically like that's the best
0: Well you forget don't don't forget to mention like how he keeps Blackie going to the point where yes. he falls out where up. he's like slicing. Where he stabs him and then when he flag when he starts slowing down again, he grabs salt and slaps it in the wound to keep him moving. Yeah. In the book that's covered. They don't they don't really cover that. They show him stabbing the pony in the Coen Brothers one.
1: Like because and if and if people have ever... Um, watch Gone with the Wind. It's the same thing where, like, you ride a horse or something. I mean, ride it to exhaustion, like, because they, they always talk about, like, working it into a lather because horses get, like, foamy lather on their bodies when they're really yeah overworked. And that's the thing is, like, yeah, it just reached a point where it wouldn't go anymore and collapse from exhaustion.
0: And that's when he shoots it then and mm-hmm. he picks up and carries her. And, and we, we learn from narration what happened later. I think in the John Winwin one we see him commandeering a wagon yeah like, i'm and, commandeering this. the name of blah blah, blah 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 and she gets
1: saved and she doesn't lose an arm and then he shows up at her place later right which i think kind of ruins kind of the feel the ending of the book a little bit where um so the the john wayne one ends with him like like she has a sling and she's like overall pretty fine and she's like oh it's so good to see you. like it's been a few months or something yeah and they finally show some winter um and he's like oh like basically we had an adventure yeah something but and then
0: off to the sunset or whatever yeah and then
1: his horse wears back and then they pause it on like a blurry frame and it just says the end and that's it
0: and it's so weird whereas in the both the book and the coen brothers it's flash forward maddie's like in her 40s late 40s yeah. or so she's a very she's clearly a successful businesswoman uh but she's also trying to now find... Like, she she hears, oh, Rooster's with this traveling Western troop, and she wants to go meet him, and...
1: Yeah, I picture yeah. something kind of like Annie Oakley, what ended up happening with right.
0: her. And by the time she gets there, though, he's dead.
1: Yeah, he had just died, like, a week before yeah. or something. it had
0: some disease. Like, they, they call it something.
1: Yeah, some weird thing. I didn't bother looking that up, either.
0: Right. But she ends up having him uh, interred, like, the plot near her family. Mm-hmm. Like, moved over to her property.
1: And, and I like that she... She had written to him a few times and never heard from him. And it's kind of one of those things, like, obviously he changed the course of her life in a few different ways and was a big influence. But no, that was it. That's the only time. And she also mentions, too, how, like, she never got married. Like, like, it just shows that she doesn't care what people think. She's going to do what she's going to do. Because back then, not marrying, like, being a spinster or whatever, an old maid, was a very big deal. I mean, it still is to an extent, but nothing like back then. And what I like in the movie, the Cohen brothers, they actually had a woman with an amputated arm for a lot of those shots. Like, again, you don't see her a ton. Right. And she's like, I don't know what happened to Labeef. Uh, if he were alive, he'd be in his 80s now. But I hope maybe... Because, like, basically this is supposed to be her writing some piece that I think is supposed to go to newspaper or magazine or something. Something. And, like, basically... I. I'd like to hear from her. I
0: thought my, my fav- one of my favorite moments in the book was her talking about how newspapers like to try to take advantage of like having her write uh, of people in general, though, just thinking that they would do the work for them just to see their name in print. Yeah. That was very, it's, it reminds me very much. I've heard people say the same thing about how like like Huffington Post works and things like that. Because there's a number of websites that don't pay you very much, if anything, for publishing your work. Yeah. Yeah. I just laugh. I was just like, "That's that's still a thing." That's that. It just kind of tickles me a little bit.
1: Yeah, and then well, like, and the one of the things in the book that they have that they don't do in either movie is um a couple of the phrases are kind of weird.
0: There are a couple ones that are hard to yeah.
1: And and I don't know if they were actual sayings from the time or the author was adding some flavor. There's something about harder than getting harder to do something than, than it is for like a negro to get rid of syphilis or something. It's like a really that's one of those phrases I was just like, the hell? I'm like, I almost want to look up if it's real. I'd have to find the saying again.
0: It was it was bug nuts. It was. It was. Kind of, it was definitely the kind of thing I read and I was like, I had to stop for a minute going not only is this kind of racist but I don't understand it.
1: Yeah, and that's the other that's thing That's the thing that threw me. I'm you like didn't I didn't
0: get it. It's so weird. It's just, I don't know. It,
1: it's, it would be some random like, st- you know, stickier than a Chinaman with peanut butter or something. You're like, okay, I'm missing some kind of.
0: It reminds me of that Gene Hackman movie. With, f- oh, with all the yeah, China doll, all things. the all the like China references. Cute China. As a Cute China's baby. Sorry to break your rice bowl. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, Devito? What is going on?
1: <laughs> but yeah, um, what did you think of the book? Would you recommend the
0: book? I'd say overall, it's it's an easy read. It's it's kind of fun. It's a little dry. I say that much.
1: I don't think it's as dry as some of the stuff we've read, though. And I would recommend... it Especially... it It is. It's a quick read. It, it seriously does only take you like three to four hours, maybe. Like, like, especially if you have a flight. Like, you have to sit in the airport and you have a few-hour flight. You could easily knock that thing out.
0: Yeah. I'm not a big Western fan, but yeah, this is definitely... I'm not either. This is definitely the kind of thing, like, if you're not a Western fan, but you wanted to read one. Yeah. And, of course, I'd say if you watch either of the movies the coen brothers one yeah i mean personally though i it's one of those things again considering the era i understand why it was made the way it was i would say it was probably as close to like a dark for lack of a better term john wayne movie as you could make back then
1: and i i mean like i like john wayne he definitely is a campy actor though this is his role in a lot of ways Especially for, for the style of film they were going for. But you have to wonder, maybe if they hadn't cast John Wayne, would the feel of it been a little different? Because obviously maybe. at that point, John Wayne was a fairly well-established Western actor. Yeah. And he won the Oscar for it, which, I mean, after having seen it, I'm kind of like, really? I mean, a lot of people view it as it was a almost like a pity. Like, this is the only time he's probably going to get nominated. He did a good job. Let's give it to him.
0: Basically, the their due. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which definitely happened. Uh, what about yeah, movie? I, like I'd say, I say if you're gonna watch them, watch the John Wayne one first. Because if you watch the Coen Brothers and then you go to the John Wayne one, you're not gonna be able to finish it. No,
0: you'll want to you'll want to grab Glenn Campbell and you'll want to beat him to death with a revolver. Yeah. To just be like, shut up, shut up, shut up, <laughs> shut
1: up. Um, but yeah, the Coen one, the Coen Brothers one is good. Um, the. Girl that plays Maddie, very
0: good. In the Cohen Brothers one. Yes. Yeah, no, she does. She does a perfect job as Maddie. Like, unfortunately, because I saw the Cohen Brothers one, that's who I pictured through the whole book. Because of that, I don't know if that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that was my experience was definitely changed by having seen the movie first.
1: See, I hadn't seen it. I I don't really watch westerns.
0: Me and me and Wells all went to see it in the theaters because it was. That was at the period where like we would just go see anything. Oh, okay. He still kind of does. I don't.
1: Well, I guess we probably weren't dating at that... Oh, no, we'd probably just started dating.
0: Probably around then, yeah.
1: Yeah. You didn't have a lady to distract you, neither did it's, he. It's true. So, at that point, you guys actually hung out outside doing the show. Yeah. Oh, Tear. Tear.
0: Oh, so sad. Um, Anywho. Yeah.
1: Um, so, so, what's our next...
0: Well, I think we decided to skip ahead a little bit. I think we had a couple things we were thinking on, but... Mm-hmm. Because of the movie release coming out here, actually having been out now by now, yes, and we want to get to it fairly soon in theaters. We are going to be tackling Death Wish next, yes. Which, yeah, this is another one where there's now been two. This is the second time it's been made, adapted. Um, uh, it's Bruce Willis.
1: based on the novel by the same name by Brian Garfield.
0: Yep, that's a name we don't hear much.
1: That would be funnier. You had someone named brian clifford like clifford the big red dog you have the kitty and the doggy
0: i like that theory i don't know if i showed that to you didn't i is that talking about garfield why he hates mondays
1: yes yeah, where he said, 'Cause because john has to go to work on Mondays. right
0: it's not because he does anything that's actually kind of like the someone it it took someone to kind of like point that out in the internet day just kind of funny he can't say he loves john but no. he does
1: it's true it's just like you yeah. You can never show your emotions.
0: Emotions are for humans. Conceal.
1: Don't feel.
0: Right. You use the frozen approach. Yep.
1: But yeah, uh so we'll be doing both movies. Um I don't think we'll be doing the any of the sequels to the
0: No, no. I mean maybe maybe me and Walt all tackle the sequels on popcorn because they're yeah. they're terrible. They go completely off the rails. Uh we may uh there is the sequel novel, so we may do the second one.
1: Oh, at some other point? At some other point. You know what? Yeah, maybe we could do that. Because there is also the the book that came before um, the Die Hard novel that also has the Frank Sinatra movie oh. that we could tackle at some point, too.
0: Well, that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about.
1: No, but I'm saying because th- that's another like almost sequel movie. Almost combo sequel, thing. not quite. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But th- with The Death Wish, it's still Charles Bronson and there's actually a book and everything else. So, Yeah. Yeah
1: charles bronson the sexy charles bronson yep
0: the leather the leather catcher's met, oh holding god. a gun i wish i was dead
1: we almost should play that clip from the uh, critic
0: That's true god There's, nothing is quite as funny as watching him in the mechanic it really just because he looks so grouchy you're like yeah i could see you as like an old pissy kind of assassin
1: but yeah um i think that's it, I, really? think,
0: I think we're about wrapped up. Uh, anyway, thanks to our live listeners, some of who couldn't make it to the whole thing because they have things to do, people to kill, you know, masturbation to do at work toilets because, hey, if you're doing it at work and you don't have to clean it up.
1: Hey, I remember you and Walt all having a discussion about that on an episode. I'm like... I think you guys were debating, like, lotion, and, like, why would I bring lotion? Like, it'll just get on my hands, and get all sticky, and, like, you basically were talking about how, like, hard and pointless it would be to masturbate at work, but Waltell definitely made it sound like he's figured it out, and he's implemented it you, as well. Well,
0: of course you know he has. He's the kind of deviant that would absolutely have a plan for that. Yeah. This is the kind of guy, you realize this is the kind of guy, when he traveled to Comic-Con, you know... He has like supplies for masturbating or having sex in one of the bathrooms there. You know yeah. that. This is this. Is the, you don't even have to ask. You just be like, yep. This is the kind of guy that at some point will be like, okay, excuse me, I'll be I gone mean, for the next true. thirty minutes. It's true.
1: He's his the kind of guy that would have like a threesome in a parking lot. Don't do that because now people are gonna think we had a threesome in a parking lot with that kind of laugh honk <laughs> noise. We have not.
0: No, we wouldn't do it the parking lot or maybe a roller rink. <laughs> <laughs> one, one that even though it has a no smoking signs, people are not deterred.
1: Because that's
0: sexy. You know.
1: Oh, that's what we should do for our next date night. Oh my god. I can't even imagine how horrible you would be at a oh. roller rink. Not not even the sex part, just the actual skating.
0: We used to skate a lot. Did you? Yeah.
1: Yeah, but with the way your ankle is now, would you be able to?
0: Mm, I'd probably be better with rollerblades because you don't have to move your ankle as much. Yeah. But
1: because knowing my luck you'd snap your
0: uncle. oh god that hurt it's still tender i bend it
1: i say knowing my luck like <laughs> it would
0: deeply affect me and not Tim. you'd have to care for me <laughs> i'd be constantly going can you go get me some no stuff <laughs> bring me some chips can you help me to the bathroom no crap on the couch
1: i know someone she broke both of her arms falling down the stairs
0: is this a Reddit story? you No, okay. no.
1: Someone I went to school with. She okay. fell down the stairs because her dog pulled her down the stairs. And she broke both arms. And her mom like told her fiancé, like, you're going to get <laughs> to know her very well. Because at that point, yeah,
0: you're wiping, you're wiping poop. Well, and also, during that time of the month, you're applying things. Or at least putting, getting pads <laughs> in place.
1: Or knowing you, you'd be like, I'm just going to sit you on the toilet with no pants on. You're just going to stay here for the next month. Let everything just... <laughs> fall down <laughs> i would put in
0: i would put in a cushion toilet seat okay at least that
1: well there's that woman that got stuck on a toilet seat cause she sat there for like a year
0: Ew.
1: and her skin started to grow around it Ew. yeah you never heard that no yeah it was like a 911 where they had to undo it we're like yeah she just she it, and it wasn't because like her family she just i think she was extremely like agoraphobic or something and refused to leave huh and like they just brought her food and stuff so yeah, that's basically what would happen to me if I broke both my <laughs> arms. Anyway. Anyway. Um if you have any questions or comments or thoughts, like it doesn't even have to be about the stuff we're reviewing, uh just, you can send us emails at
0: If you have death wishes you'd like to send as well.
1: Oh, like or wishmaster or whatever. Yeah. Combine the two, death wishmaster. That's death, basically what he does. Death
0: wishmaster. That would be kind of funny, actually. Charles Bronson as a Jin. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you can send them to Tim at anime-pulse.com.
1: Or Vanessa at anime-pulse.com. And you can also reach me at my Twitter, which is at AP underscore Vanessa underscore. And I am fairly good about responding to tweets. So send us your thoughts and stuff. And maybe someday I'll convince Tim to set up a Twitter, but I doubt it. Yeah, on nubbin'.